Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Gottlieb here, and welcome in. You're listening to All Ball, all basketball, all the time. But we don't necessarily break down X and O's. We try and share the stories of some of these incredible coaches, players, managers, former players, former coaches, whatever. Uh, that, that That's what we share right here. Okay, so here's what I want to do with this one. This is Todd Simon. Todd Simon's the head coach of Southern Utah University. Remember, this is a guy who took over a program that everyone said you can't win there. And you know what they just did? They won the big sky. So they, they won the Big Sky. They're going to move to the WAC, which is, a, I think, a little bit tougher competition. Uh, Big Sky used to be a great league, not as much anymore, but they're moving to the WAC. Uh, Todd's an unbelievable dude. Wait till you hear this story, okay? He was a newlywed, and he was the head coach or he was assistant coach at Finley Prep, and his wife and he moved into a house, five-bedroom house, with 12 high school kids that were playing at Finley Prep. Is that a good enough tease? I think it is. Um Again, we have other podcasts out there you'll enjoy. None maybe as much as this one. Here's the head coach of the Southern Utah Thunderbirds, Big Sky Champions for 2021, Todd Simon. Todd, I want to get to your squad this year and the turnaround of the program, but come on, let me start with you as a, as a basketball player. Your, your first memory of falling in love with hoop was where and when? Uh, you know, very young. Uh, I grew up in the, uh, the, the bad boys influenced, uh, area of Michigan back when they were, when they were just getting going. 
and uh, those early memories of uh, the, the the Pistons, Celtics, Pistons, Lakers. Uh, you know those early early days. You know Magic Johnson being from the area. Uh, so that that's kind of the the first memories of falling in love with basketball and and seeing uh, that brand of style, the 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 swagger they played with, and the toughness and. That's really so you were the, you were the guy. So you were the guy. Everybody else hated them. You were the guy that loved them. Like, Absolutely the loved them. Absolutely. I mean, we were playing the driveway. I remember uh, me and my brother playing the driveway, and uh, Dad broke his foot in like five places. We we you know it was it was no no layups. No lay. You you played Lambier. I want to be Lambier. I want to be Mahorn. I want to be Lambier. I want to be Mahorn. That's anyway. exactly right. Those are the two. Yeah. So so um, okay. So what was what what area in Michigan? What 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 paint the picture of what it's like you know growing up uh i mean just a uh, just a beautiful place uh, you know, it's as, as good a place on earth as you'll find with the, a small town about thousand people one stoplight about uh 20 miles northwest of of uh, lansing and uh you know just a sports town uh every day there's a different game and a different sport uh you know cornfields all surrounding just just your your traditional uh, rural upbringing in, in, a, in, a, in just a sports-infused town of, uh, you know, people that care for each other. It's really kind of a throwback town. And uh, to this day, those people are still, you know, this camaraderie still there. Why did you go to Central Michigan? You, you know, I was, uh, I was an academics, uh, you know, academically gifted. I, you know, school was, I, I would probably say, easy for me, I guess. And, um, and, and so... You know, I had a couple of choices, some academic scholarships, and uh, one of the situations there was they, they, they had a, a Centrales program that they gave, I don't know, 10 full rides or whatever it was a year. And uh, so I got a chance and, and competed for that and, and was able to get that scholarship and and uh, free education, and it was close to home and, and, and had a great experience up there. It was really a good place. Okay, so what about ball? Now, in, in terms of, you know, you're a ball player growing up, you go to Central Michigan, and what happens? Yeah, so I knew at a, at a fairly young age uh, that basketball wasn't going to be my ticket in terms of playing and all that stuff. I mean, I just I was realistic, and and, and quite frankly, uh, you, you know, I have a uh, nerve disease, right? That I was diagnosed in in junior high, high school type age. But I knew I knew uh, I knew that there was something wrong much earlier, you know? And, and, and so I, I don't have a lot of uh, peripheral nerves that, that are functioning. So all of a sudden, as you start getting a little bit older and you start realizing like, golly, all my buddies and everybody that we play with are, are progressing, you know, and now all of a sudden, you know, as a player, when you start having bad games and struggling or ball, you know, turn balls over, you're like, what in the world's going on here? You know, that's no fun. But I, so, but I knew at a young age, like, Hey, coaching was where, how I could engage and still be a part of this thing. And um, so I go to central Michigan and, and actually coached high school, uh, a JV program at Harrison high school up in Northern Michigan while I was in college. Um, and started cutting my teeth there and helped a little bit with the women's program at central Michigan, helped a little bit uh, camps and whatnot with the men's program. So that just kind of cut my teeth in college, get, get a head start. Okay. So, so like, tell me about this, this nerve, nerve disease. So, what, when you say like it's ex explain to somebody who doesn't have it, what is it and what does it actually do that 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 hurts your ability to in, in terms of playing sports? Yeah, you know, so it, it's a uh, form of muscular dystrophy 
but it's kind of a little bit of a, uh, you know, there's 13 types of muscular dystrophy and it's, it's kind of the, the, the more of the cousin of it in, in some ways, but it, essentially like if you think about your, uh, you know, iPhone phone charger and you strip away the, the outer coating of, of the wire, it leaves the, uh, the wire exposed. Right. And if you, if you touch that wire, it, it'll, uh, you know, essentially trip off the, the connection, right? Everyone's had a bad connection. And that's essentially what, 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 what I deal with. All my nerves don't have protection. And, uh, so, so they're always flickering and, and, uh, you know, it's more of a painful disease than anything, but you know, when you're, uh, a lot of times it's in a, a later onset in life and, and whatnot, but mine came out as a kid. So I, I don't know any different. You know, how do you how do you manage the pain? Like, what is is there medication? Is it you have to avoid certain things? How how do you manage this? Because nerve pain, and I, I'm frankly lucky to have had it, but lucky to have not had it, right? But nerve pain is something that apparently everybody has. Like, you have no idea the pain because you can't. It's not like you can put ice on it. You know, like it's like underneath the surface and it just throbs, right? That's what yep. people who have. You know, traumatic injuries and there's there somebody's nervous severed and then it grows back like that nerve pain is supposed to be the worst how do you how do you manage that pain at a young age well the good thing for me is that i haven't known any better but you what you do is you just make your adjustments it's like you two choices you know at, at, the, at a young age you i can sit on uh government disability for the next 80 years and and, and not a, you know not do a whole lot or you, you know buckle down and and, and roll with it but in reality it's a strength because if i lay around or just sitting around that's when you know you start thinking about like oh my gosh this 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 and this are on the uh grocery list of, of what's right. actually killing me right now but if i just keep doing stuff if i if i stay on the phone if i uh stay in, in film or playing my, if i'm just busy for 17 hours a day you know then then uh then it's good. So it's actually become an unbelievable strength because it just it keeps me from just being, you know, sitting around and thinking about, oh man, this stinks. But so that's, so I've just kind of turned that into strength. So you, you're a college student and you start coaching high school ball. What was that like? It was great. You, you know, uh, it, it was a, a team, you know, struggling program, obviously you, you, you do best you can. I don't, I, I'm not, it was, uh, I'm not quite sure they knew how young I was at the time. Uh, you know, I've always looked a little older than I probably really was, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but it's, but it was a good, uh, it was a great experience. I mean, you, you sit there and you're, you're in front of a team uh, and you have to figure it out and, and, and you got young eyes looking at you and they're, they're about five years, four years, five years younger than, than what I was. And you have to figure it out. And that's the best part about coaching is, and it becomes just, Today, today, to this day, what the philosophy is, you've got to make these players better. And if you make the players better, you got a chance to win. And that's what it became about. Um, okay, so you get done with college, right? And what was what was the what was the plan? So yeah, college was interesting. You know, I had a you know I got got a couple degrees, uh, one in management information systems, another one in sports studies. The sports studies one was just kind of fun. You know, I'll be honest with you, I was kind of steered away from athletics because everyone, you know, having this academic scholarship and 
and all the peers in this little program are becoming doctors and biophysicists. And they're like, why do you want to be a coach? Like, this is your wasting your talent type of thing. It was those speeches. But I, so I did the sports studies thing as, as, as a second degree, just for fun, because I enjoyed it. And then, um, you know, I'd already got a full-time job. I kind of elevated up in a, a startup company and had a staff. And I just sat there and said, this is probably where I want to be when I'm 30, 35. And I'm already did it before I graduated. And then said, nah, this ain't it. And, uh, you know, so decided, you know, I need to get outside my comfort zone. Um, and we just moved to California, um, and then head out West. Let's just hit a different button, hit a restart. Let's try to do something. And I thought that was, uh, as good a move as we could have made. And we got out West and then started watching programs out there, try to come into practices and latch down at Pepperdine with Paul Westfall as a volunteer and, and started getting my feet wet in college coaching. Okay. So you make it sound so easy, right? Like I just came out to California. Like, did you drive? Did you fly? Yeah. Did, were you alone? Did you have a job? Did you have money? Okay. So, wait, so, so you're, you're working in a bit, what was the business called the startup that you were in? So it was a company called last mile technologies It's kind of on the front end of, uh, you know, internet, uh, high speed internet back in, early 2000 or what around that area. But so I was part of a company and they spun off and then, um, you know, I was an and, they became, and they became Google. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well and, and, and yeah, I, I don't, I haven't really followed much, but I just, I just knew that that wasn't my passion. You know, it was great to get kind of, kind of get going. Sure. And they offered me a great spot and full, you know, and I just said, nah, this isn't my passion. And so like, say so what, what were, I'm like, what were, what were you making? What would they offer you to, to stay? I think it was like 45, something like that. I mean, which in right, 45 and you're like 22 in Michigan and you're like, hey, you know, it's not terrible. So what, what, when you said, when you told your family, like, hey, I want to, I want to move to California and maybe be a ball coach. What was that conversation like? Um, you know, I was a pretty strong-willed young man. So I don't, I don't think it surprised them. I mean, it, it was never, uh, once I kind of made up my mind on certain things, you know, there, it wasn't a, uh, there wasn't a lot of conversation. It was like, okay, I'm, hey, I'm going to California and that was a fun period, but I'll see you, you know, I'll be back, you know, at some point okay. I'll, I'll see you. Okay. So, okay. So, so what year is this? This is 2003. Okay. So 2003, what kind of car did you pack up to drive to California? So I had a, uh, I, I had a nice uh, tan Toyota Camry and, Solid. uh, yeah, yeah, and we got a caravan. My 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 one of my best friends, and uh, now my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. We packed up, got a little U-Haul, and uh, just got going. Got the caravan going across the country. Okay, so so you guys, so it's three of you, two cars yeah. or one car? Three cars, three of us, and we had a bunch of buddies and people that just kind of yeah, you know, this will be fun. Let's just roll. So, oh, this sounds awesome. So, okay, you leave Michigan. Where'd you stop? Yeah, we, I mean, well, we broke down in, I think, Nebraska. Um, so we had to put a car on uh, on a trailer and you, you name it. We, we, it Wait, was, who broke down? You, your wife? Uh, I think it, was, it was actually my wife's car. So we just wrote, we just rotated cars out because we were already trailing. We had one on the trailer anyways because we had the U-Haul. And, what, what, uh, what kind of car did she have? What kind of hoopty did she have that's breaking she down? Had a, I think, she, I'm trying to remember what she had. I think she had... That's a great question. I think it was a Pontiac, but I got I, I, that's a good question. And that's why they don't make Pontiacs anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so we we, we get to California, and 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 I and we had been out there a few times, and I made some networking, uh, did some networking with uh, potentially you know a group that was with the you know, the Dodgers. Uh, you know, we had a few things kind of going that that we were that, that wasn't just completely blind, but. You know, that was right in that period where the Dodgers get sold and a couple of the contacts I have get kind of wiped out. And, and uh, you know, but in the meantime, you know, I, I kind of get involved in another uh, startup doing some, uh, you know, computer software sales that were kind of um, working with some companies out of India to just kind of stay afloat. Right. And just kind of work on the side. That way I kind of fund being a volunteer uh, doing the basketball stuff, but all my spare time, it was just about, um, you know, being, being in the gym and, and, uh, but we got involved in some Hollywood stuff, doing some, some promotions. And, you know, I think one of my strengths is I never got yet, uh, never fear being told no. <laughs> getting, uh, and, and, and so we, we've kind of found our way into some fun stuff out there and, and, and pursued a few of those things. And, but, uh, it, it was good. It was a good period in LA. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So, I mean, everybody says, like, I want to coach at Pepperdine. You know, you, you walk out of Firestone Fieldhouse and you see the ocean. How did you make contact with, uh, with Westfall? What was, what was that like in order to, to, to help him out? Yeah, was, I mean, I was literally just kind of going up and down the coast and I uh, wanted to be in gyms and, and be in practices and just take notes. All I want to do is learn. You know, I just wanted to get better and, and, and understand it. And then they're, they're gracious enough to share a bunch of film, you know, and I just, on my own, just wanted to break down film. I wanted to, I wanted to watch and understand their concepts and the, you know, the coaches, they were great where they let me sit in there and start asking them about their coverages. And I was just a young guy, just trying to learn, trying to figure it all out. And then, uh, you know, one day they, they said, well, you keep coming here. Why do you want to, you, you, you can, we don't have anything for you, but if you want to, you know, help us out, you're already kind of doing some stuff. And I said, yeah, sure. That'd be great. And uh, so I just kind of volunteered there and, and got feet wet in, in, in recruiting organization camps and, and uh, you name it and workouts, all that good stuff. So that, that was kind of the indoctrination. And, and coach Westfall is just such a great human being. Yeah. Uh, it was really good to see that contrast. One, if you if you were to obviously coach the NBA, coaching college was a great player, um, great player, and I helped I inducted him into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. People forget how great a player he was. Um, one thing you take away from him as a coach that was a strength, uh, compassion. Like I, I thought, like I thought his style was was so different than what I'd seen. You know, in the Midwest, it's. It's Bob Knight, Tom Izzo. I mean, that's the 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 shad, you know, the big, the larger than life figures. And there's an intensity to every practice and an intensity to, to competition. And Coach Westfall was very mild mannered uh, in his style, um, but the players equally still wanted to run through a wall for him. And that was fascinating to me because I hadn't seen that maybe style of coaching necessarily, uh, where, where you don't necessarily uh, have the you know, confrontations uh, to get it out of players. It was more of, I want to, I want to play for this guy. So that was, that was a great takeaway. Interesting. Okay. So what made you pack up and move to Vegas? So, uh, you know, after that year, um, you know, my wife was, was a teacher at San Fernando high, you know, she's a high school English teacher there. And, and um, you know, a lot of, it, it was a interesting year and, and, and but for, for her, you know, she had some college roommates. I gotten got into. Uh, we well, we've always loved the Las Vegas and and you know visited there quite a bit. So we got a couple, you know, some some real estate there, and, and so she was going to go to Vegas and teach, and I was going to stay in LA and kind of do what we were doing and kind of make it work. And then late that next, right before that next season, UNLV had a uh, you know assistant video position the guy left for the nba and and uh i said well hey let me let me drive over and back then i mean i'm talking i had the bleach blonde hair down to 
past my shoulders, the whole thing. And I'm looking at Coach Kruger's background, the profile, and the midway. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to shave this off real quick and, and make a trip to Great Clips, go go interview for the for their little spot. And, and fortunately, uh, I did and uh, and got the position there for, for a couple bucks. And, and, and you know, we just kind of proceeded on from Las Vegas. And, and as I told my wife, I said, we probably be doing this coaching thing. We're going to be three years and out. Just don't expect to be anywhere for very long. And then we ended up, ended up being in Vegas for, what, 12, 13 years. So you, you get to Vegas and you're working for Lon Kruger and um, he's remarkable. I mean, I almost went to play for him when he was in Florida and he, he obviously played for my dad. He's, my dad was a freshman team coach and the assistant in the varsity. So I, I, I have an incredible amount of respect for not only what he's always been able to do, really win everywhere, but he's the only guy to really win at Vegas since Targ left, right? Um what, what is it about Lon Kruger that's allowed him to not just be successful, but sustain that success through different generations of players? Uh, he's as tough of, a, of an individual as you'll, you'll come across. And, and, and by that, I mean, I think his, his mental toughness and, and assuredness is, is incredible. You know, there's never too high, never too low. You don't, after a tough loss, you wouldn't know whether you just won by 30 or lost by 30, you know, and I think that's something that's a very, very strong leadership characteristic for, for his programs. You know, I think the, uh, the players, everyone that, that works for him, plays for him, wants to absolutely just empty the tank for him because you respect him so much as a man and you believe that he genuinely cares because he does. He's a genuine human being. Um, and, and he absolutely knows his, I mean, he's such a brilliant basketball mind. I mean, it really is. And, uh, he, he's, he's as good as they get. I mean, I would put him up there in, in, in the greats. If you, he's never necessarily had that blue blood job or, or that type of thing. He's always taken on tough challenges to programs on probation or whatnot and, and, and built them back to life and built fan bases back to life. And, and it's, a, it's such an incredible characteristic that he has. It really is. Um, okay, so how'd the Finley job come to be? Yeah, so, it, it, you know, right around 2006, you know, they wanted the, the, this prep school idea was, had been floating around. Um, you know, group, you know, group of investors led by Mr. Mr. Finley wanted to, you know, kind of get an option for guys, uh, you know, for a prep school type option out, out west. And uh, back then there was none. And, and so this was kind of an idea to honor, you know, his parents and, you know, he's such a philanthropist and, and this was an idea. And, and so uh, they, you know, they approached uh, Mike Peck, who was the video coordinator at UNLV, and, and he was going to go jump over there and, and be a part of that. And um, so I kind of filled his role for maybe a month and they kind of came to me and said, Hey, you know, there's, we're going to need someone to live with all these players. And, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a house and, and, and being, being an assistant over there. And is that something to be interested in? In the conversation, I, and I, I, to this day, credit coach Kruger, he was very honest with me because, you know, Hey, I was on top of the world. Now I was actually going to make a little bit of money as a you know video coordinator spot. And, and, and he and I had talked and, he, and I said, well, I enjoy the recruiting process. You know, I enjoy uh, getting on the floor. And, and he said, well, this is a way you can do that. 
and work on your craft. Whereas this role, you're going to kind of do more of the same. You've, you've done two years of this. You've, you've kind of seen, you know what I'm thinking. You kind of know what the basketball is here. And, and that conversation kind of stuck. And I said, yeah, you know what? I want to, I want to, I want to spread our wings in recruiting, particularly get to know, get relationships. And, and that's how it kind of came to be. That was the main decision maker. And so that summer, my wife and I got married on a Saturday and, uh, she stayed in Michigan. I flew out on Monday to get get the house ready for for having uh, twelve players moving in with us immediately. So wait, wait. So you just got married, and yep. you had twelve players living in a house. Yeah, in in that we were twenty. I think I was twenty five. My wife was twenty five as well. And uh, yeah, we just get married in five bedroom house, twelve players, and uh, two of us. Let's roll. How was that? I mean, how, how was that? Well, you know, here I'm 25 and I'm thinking, okay, this, you know, coming from the college level, you're kind of thinking one way. And then you're picking up guys at the airport that don't speak English. You're picking up guys that are bringing, you know, Pokemon cards. And you're like, oh, yeah, this, this some of these guys are 15 years old. Some of these, some of, the, some of them need parental figures. And, and it yeah. was, you know, it accelerated our, uh, you know, we were, we were in it at that point we were, we were semi-parents, semi-coaches, um, you know, workout guy. I mean, you name the role you, you, you were in it because, uh, you know, 15 to 20 is, is a, is a tricky time, especially for young basketball players, uh, emotionally and all that good stuff. So it was a great, great living experience. I mean, the, that experience living in that house with, those young athletes and going through the process and seeing and hearing all that every single night was by far the best thing I've ever done in my career. Really? No question. Because now I'm in the, in the mind of what, what a coach says in practice and what that player hears are two different things. And I would say it's a different thing, maybe 60% of the time. So, you know, you might go having practice and like, Oh, this speech was great. Da, 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 da. And this player right here heard something completely different. <laughs> And uh, that lesson was unbelievable. I mean, just the, the, the way to, to manage players' psyche, how to get the best out of them, I think to this day has been been advantageous. It also, also gives you the other side of the recruiting process, too. You know how, like, when you, you get out the phone with a kid now as a recruiter, how, how is that taken? What is that conversation like? Now you're on the other side of it, you know, with the kids. No question. Well, and I took, you know, I'm a note taker, and I just took a Bible of notes. Because guys would come off official visits. I mean, guys would get off the phone with, with a coach and I'd say, hey, what'd you think of that guy? And then just hear them absolutely roast that coach for five minutes, you know, or or say, hey, I have no idea what school that was. I have no idea who I just talked to. And and the fascinating side of that, of that part of recruiting, you know, was was like holy smokes. I I that they see through the sales pitches, they see through the phony, they, you know, the, the, it was very interesting. It was very okay. So so your favorite kid you guys ever had at the house? Ooh, I had a lot of favorites. No, uh, only get one. Oh, uh, man. Um, your wife would adopt this 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 kid, would have him marry your firstborn daughter. Great question. That's a great question. Let me think. Uh, hmm. I mean, everyone loved Jorge Gutierrez. Um, so Jorge Gutierrez, here's here's what my brother told me. I use Jorge, by the way, as a talking point 
for my kids and for guys that I talked to. Actually, a different pod. I had <laughs> Justin Bean on. And Justin Bean has that Jorge Gutierrez quality where every game he's ever played, a guy on the other team wants to fight him. Yep. And 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 it gets under their skin. And nothing he just plays, but just the way in which the toughness by which he plays, and he just pisses them off. And it's an unbelievable weapon to have on. And I, what Greg told me was he walked in your guy's gym and he just got the job, assistant job at Cal. And he was looking for other guys. And you're like, the Mexican kid with the ponytail, that's the one you want. Yep. And, and he was like, why? Yes. You said, because he wins every, he wins every game. And oh yeah, by the way, somebody wants to fight him on the other team. And you know what? That happened in college. Every game he ever played, he became Pac-12 player of the year. He played in the NBA. And like he came to you guys from like an apartment in Denver, right? Correct. Yep. He sure did. He sure did. Yeah, so, we, so, so kids from Mexico, limited English, playing in Denver, comes to your house. And what, what, what was he like to be a part of, of your life uh, in, in that house? He, you know, he was, he, was, he was pretty quiet. He was quiet, but, but he, everyone knew like, his toughness, you know, and he had a, he had a great smile, you know, he, he did, he, but he was such a respectful young man, like just, just a good hearted person. And, uh, I remember he had to kind of hurt his knee before he was going to come to us. And, but we kind of saw it anyways, we'd saw enough. And, uh, we said, yeah. And, and so he comes back, his knees kind of banged up a little bit and, uh, a little bit out of shape. And I think it was maybe one com comment like, Hey, you know, not in great shape. And it probably took him four days of, of, I mean, not, don't work me out, lock the gym door. I got this myself. And then next thing you know, you're like, what? you can't trans, there's no, you should sell some videos because you can't transform your body in that, that quick in, in real life. And he did, he, 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 he was just an absolute warrior. I mean, he wanted everyone's heart on the floor every single day. So uh, how did it come to be? You, you went back to UNLV to work for Dave Rice. So it was great. You know, I became the head coach at, at, at Finley over time. Uh, coach Peck did a great job. I worked under Coach Beaton there for a minute. And then uh, that last year, you know, Coach Peck goes to the G League as a head coach. And I take it over. And, and we have a great season with Nigel Williams-Goss and Christian Wood. And, and uh, you know, so I was happy as a clam. I mean, it was – it was this was going to be the pinnacle. Like, I, I could stay there for 100 years and, and, and uh, love that program, you know, dearly. And uh, – you know, we kind of had it rolling, so that that was my that was my deal. And uh, but then the college stuff, you know, every year there was a couple things, but I wasn't interested. I, I liked where we were living. I liked all that. And uh, then the UNLV thing was just different because that was you know a place that was revered. Um, you know, we didn't have to uproot the family. It, it was a different option than than going to a Big East or a Big Ten right. school. Um, and uh, now you had to kick all those kids out of your house. Yeah, yeah, and and then by that time, when I, by the time I was the head coach, I, we we were we were uh, you know we had gotten out of the house. We had graduated from the house at that stage, so we we had some normalcy. And uh, but yeah, it was it was it was interesting. But it, it just and I respect Dave a ton. Dave's such a good person. I felt like we could get players. I wanted to really see if our ability to get players translated. And in, in, in the way we develop players, like, did that translate to the college level? You're always going to have why, that. Why did what well, you did? I mean, obviously, brought Christian with you. You guys had 
know, Anthony Bennett was there. You guys had super talented. Why didn't it work? Uh, we were, too, you know, we were too young. To be honest with you, no one wants to hear that, and it's a, such a cliche. But uh, we had we had such roster turnover. I I kind of got there in July of year three, and then uh, the roster from year three to year four. Year four, you know, we had number three recruiting class in the country. Um, but they were young, like Rashad Bond, Pat McCaw, and, and Christian Wood was a sophomore. And um, and these guys are young guys. Rashad is a 17-year-old college freshman. And, 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 and so they're all just trying to figure it out with all great aspirations. And we could beat anybody, but we could lose to anybody when, you, when you're young like that. And uh, um, never really quite found that stable multiple-year piece at the point guard position. You know, I think I – think, uh, you know, we that was our, probably our Achilles heel because I think if we maybe got that a little bit more two, three year organized point guard just to kind of get everybody on the same page, we could have. But we were, you know, when you're kind of having one year guys at that spot, as you know, you get a little bit, uh, you know, out of sorts at times. So, you know, and then by the time uh, that last year came around, you know, your your the pressure maybe was was had built to where it was impacting them, you know, our, our, our players. And, but it was great lessons. I mean, just phenomenal lessons for a young early thirties guy to go through all that and, and uh, you know, take away things. I wouldn't do it any different because now we now can see all the, uh, all the things that would do a little bit differently to manage those situations. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So you have this really talented crew and it starts to fall apart and they let Dave go and you become interim. Take me through that day and, and how you found out. Yeah, I mean, you just don't see those things in college sports at the time. Now you're starting to see it more and more often, the mid-year type of thing. But uh, it, it was, we, we, you know, the pressure was mounting a little bit. We, we, we had earlier in the season, you know, knocked off Oregon, who beat the Pac, who won the Pac-12. We knocked off Indiana, who won the, you know, Big Ten that year. So we had some early success and then, uh, you know, had a little rough patch toward the end of, end of that December and then played three, three tight games, one, you know, all – close, close games and uh, go start 0-3 in the league, right? We lose that buzzer against Fresno State and then uh, have the Colorado State-Wyoming trip and, and, and you know, have leads and, and just kind of fall behind in both of those two games. And, and uh, so the pressure was kind of mounting and, uh, you know, and then we, there was talk and you're just trying to – you're at this point you're just trying to keep your head down. You're just trying to keep, you, keep working, keep – keep pounding the rock and, and hoping something, something good happens. And then, uh, and then, you know, it kind of gets different. It was a Sunday morning and, uh, you know, get a phone call that, Hey, we're making a change. This is what we would like you to do. And you kind of run through your questions because you're, you're, uh, you know, I'm loyal to Dave and, and, you know, Hey, what, what, what are my options here? <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, and like, no, we're asking you to do this. And, uh, you know, we don't want you to campaign for the job. We were going to do a national search, but, you know, we want to do this. And at that, that point for me, you just always ask, okay, what, what's the best, what's the, the right thing to do? And uh, for me, it was about, okay, we brought in all these players. They deserve to have a chance of success and have some normalcy or, or try to compete. Let's not make it about uh, anything else other than that. And so that was the, that was the, the the main thing. And so you just had to make the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing was to make sure that we tried to give them an experience, try to keep coaching up these guys, give them everything we got for the rest of this year. And that's what we, and that's what we did from that point on. Um, when, so the season is done. When did you know that you wouldn't get the job? Um, you know what? They never really said anything like that. I just knew that they, you know, I wasn't going to campaign. I wasn't going to do it. They asked me, you know, they, and they said they were going to do a national deal and they just kind of said kind of sit tight just sit tight and you don't know what's going to happen and uh um but at that point you know we had started hot we started hot I think I don't know if we won our first four games after you know after the change and it was amazing I went from uh no college experience to 10 days later having college JDs reaching out to my uh me or my people saying, Hey, you know, this guy's, this guy's got college experience and every game was on TV back then for us, you know, with our roster and whatnot. And so that, that kind of helps. So now, you know, we're looking at some, you know, three, four options, some search firms reaching out. And so it's a little bit different deal, 
And uh, as, as the season wrapped up, you know, it was exhausting of a year. It was exhausting. And, uh, you know, you want to be around, you know, some more positive energy and that type of thing. It just, it was just, it just got a little sideways there, especially with all the injuries and, and guys that were out. It's just like, this wasn't meant to be. And, and so Southern Utah was one of those schools that, that kind of reached out and, was, you know, let's have a conversation. We'll have a conversation. We get knocked out after the second or third round or whatever it was in the, in the conference tournament. And so let's, let's just sit down and have a conversation. You know, I had a vision uh, having you sitting on guaranteed money for a couple of years left on your deal, you, you feel pretty good about <laughs> having some options. It's the worst case, go back to, you know, I, I love the prep level. I love doing that. Maybe get a prep program. I mean, I had some, I had some things that I was very okay with. And, uh, but then just having these conversations and talking to the AD here at the time, I kind of said, this, this is, if I was interested, this is what I would, would need. And he said, well, you are interested. This is who we are. And uh, we said, okay, let's, let's talk more. And that one thing led to another. And I said, you know what, this is, you find out who you are in this business. I, I believe that I, I enjoy the building process. That's what I, you know, everyone has their thing. Yeah, I, 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 if I was running a, a, the best program in the country tomorrow, that's already been run. I wouldn't enjoy that as much as taking on a challenge and, and everyone has got their thing. But for me, that was what I learned that I enjoyed. And uh, that's why, and I said, well, this is kind of the ultimate challenge. It had been, you know, as low as you can get. They were two and 27, not long before and, and, you know, five and 24 or whatever it was. And I said, okay, let's, let's do this. And let's see, it's kind of like moving to California. Let's get outside of comfort zone, get a reset and, 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 and throw yourself back in the middle of the ocean, try to find your way back. Okay. So you get there. How bad was it? Well, there was certain, there was certainly, um, we had, we had some stuff that we needed to, to get aligned, you know, without question. Um, it, it was just, uh, you know how it goes when, when you're losing, you start pressing and, uh, you know, I think we had to get our, our, our the right, right people in the room, uh, from our roster staff, everybody just, just a reset, you know, take sometimes when, once you're trying something and, and it doesn't kind of work and you, you just need a reset. And it was, doesn't mean anyone's way was poor or, or whatever. It just, it just wasn't working. So we had to kind of get a fresh reset. We, we had to kind of clean up a few things with, with, with player attrition, especially with losing, it starts to come, it's like a compounding issue because then your APR starts going down because you're trying to replace players and guys are not in a good headspace and you name it. So we had a lot of cleanup to do. And, and I always say one of the more, more underrated things now when taking over a program is how, how long is the teardown before the buildup? And, and we had a little bit of a teardown here and that's not disrespectful. It's just, we had to, we had to infuse our way and it was going to take a little bit longer to, to get. Who is the, who is the first foundational piece you, you signed? Um, that's a great question. Our, our very first signee was our starting center this year, who's been with us for all five years. A big, uh, big kid by the name of Ivan Madunich, um, who just does everything right. You okay, know. So how you? Okay, so you get the job. His specific recruitment. How does it actually? How did it actually work? Uh, you know, so I'm so I'm, I mean I'm calling all precincts. Say, hey, we, you know, I'm here now. Um, you know, I'm going to take care of your guys. It's going to be the same player development system that 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 we've had over in the past 
you, you know, you, you can trust us. Send me your next guy. Well, where, where, where was he? He was, uh, so he was at prep school and then he was just working out in LA. Um, he was just working out in LA trying to figure out his college decision. And so, uh, so you had him on a, you had him on a list. Somebody recommended him. Yeah. Like, yep. Just a straight recommendation. You know, with one of our international guys that said, yeah, Hey, who, you know, uh, Roddy, Roddy Filipovich. And, uh, okay. and Roddy said, Hey, yeah, we do got a guy and, and, uh, come on through and, and and uh, so we did. Got in, got, in, got in my car. I think I drove drove from from uh, Cedar City to wherever he was, Santa Barbara, or wherever the the they're 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 working out as you know at the time. And said, "Well, we got to do this quick because <laughs> the windows close quick on these things." So he was the first one, and he, you know he uh, redshirted last year, and he's he was our starting center this year. I mean, that's, so he, that's amazing, right? I mean, five years for him to be the first guy. And the first signing to be in your starting center when you win the league five years later is remarkable. That's the I, I, the definition of a foundational piece. No question. These guys, he's leaving here. There's NBA, the whole thing. I mean, it's an unbelievable story. <laughs> okay, so here's 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 my my question: Is this you have obviously know the different levels to recruit, right? From having your time in prep and from being, but when you come from being in Vegas. And when you you pointed out you had there's two one and dones on that last team, right? You guys recruiting the top of your the cream off the top. How how hard is that to change the evaluation to will this will this work in Southern Utah's league? Right? It's like a different level, different type of vision for what a guy is gonna look like. How difficult is that transition to to mentally in terms of your evals? You know, and I, I see that all the time. I see that all the time now in, in hires because of my time at Finley. We used to sit there and prognosticate, like, this guy's going to be a great Division One hit. You know, I remember Brad Stevens when he was an assistant coach at Butler, like, oh, that guy's going to be good. You know, or, or or Shaka Smart when he was in the MAC. You know, you know the certain guys were like, yeah, that guy's going to be good. You know, this guy gets it. This guy's going to be able to translate. And, and you, so you see that. And, and I think it's a lot of the same lines of, of – player evaluation i think you see the the coaches that kind of shift levels i think that's very difficult and you see a lot of uh i think a lot of them i think the hardest one todd honestly is like say right now at southern utah say you you know i'm not not trying to chase you away from your job but you get a bigger job a lot of guys they take those recruits with them and oftentimes sometimes it's right because you're recruiting at a higher level than your actual school but sometimes you know you bring guys like man why do you recruit him he's like yeah, well, he signed him at a low major, and he was just his guy. Like, yeah, he's not good enough for this level. I see yeah. that a lot. Where, where when the, when when coaches go up, they think they were recruiting a higher level of player, and they really weren't. They really recruiting well for their level. No question. I mean, you said it best. I mean, and I think sometimes in you know in this in in this profession, I think sometimes some you can think it's you, and not the players. Yeah, and, you know, and yes. I, I see it all the time. I mean, you see it too. I mean, and uh, we're all goofy. We all got egos and all that stuff. But but I got news for you: none of us coaches have ever made a basket. We can we can lead the horse to water, but we ain't drinking. And and uh, and I think you see that a bunch. But you have to um, you have to kind of know what your what what your surroundings are. What what are you competing against? Because every one of these levels is a little bit different. But coming down here, we knew what we knew that we were going to have to get Mountain West players. I want, you know, I'm a pretty simple guy. I just know this. If I have better players, you know, if I'm recruiting above our league, if I have better players in our league, 
that, or at least top four. I want to be top yeah. four every position. Like then, I'm going to look a lot smarter. So uh, yeah. So when I'm in the first couple of years, there's still a lot of losses sustained. Uh, I guess the first question was: There ever a doubt? Did you ever look up the final scoreboard the first year and be like, "Shit, I don't know. I don't know, man." Well, we, yeah, well, we knew um, we had the four starters kind of move on, and we the, the the first edict was here: clean this up. And uh, we had some issues off the floor and some of those type of things. And then so I said, okay, but understand that's gonna. You know, we went into that first year with 11, 10 or 11 scholarship guys. We didn't fill a bunch of the spots. And, uh, we, you know, we're going to try to clean up the APR a little bit and give us a little bit of a more of a solid ground. Was that the right choice? I don't know. Um, but, you know, we, we fought like crazy. It was almost like a year-long practice. Let's, let's, let's set a tone of how this is going to work. And, um, you know, we, so we kind of knew, I had a little perspective, like, I would even say maybe that group overachieved, even though we, we piled up some L's and, and uh, you know, the second year we started to be, okay, this was kind of, we, we, we kind of knew, okay, we're, we're, we're rounding this thing into shape, you know, for, for year three, four and five. And, and that's when we started to kind of start having some success and hit post seasons and all that good stuff. Hey, you played in the CIT. Um, okay. So why did it work this year? I think just now where we've we've developed this thing now to where we have core pieces, we got we got older. You know, it's it's not older like there's a cheap way to get old that doesn't work, and I think that's there's going to self correct itself at some point where we realize transfer. Yeah, taking that 22 year old that's sitting in the portal doesn't get you old. It, old is to me you got to get experienced. Uh, you know, we have you know a fifth fifth year guy in the program at, at our at our five spot, a third year guy at our four spot, a four year guy at our he's played 120 games here um, at our point guard spot. Like those, those guys know our system in and out. You know, we run a million sets. We run them do a million different things. And I, I can just say like, they, they named the plays. So what do you right, want right. to call this wrinkle? And they already know the verbiage and they name it themselves. So it's uh that's a critical, critical point in winning college basketball. Um, what was it like to win the league? You know, the, at the moment, you know, I'm always, I, I don't do a great job celebrating. Um, and Same way. You yeah. know, like we won championships at Finley and I remember looking in the crowd with a minute left saying, okay, there's a kid right there. That's going to be on our team next year. I'm going to go get this kid. <laughs> like, you know, already, you know, I'm going to turn this into a recruiting event. And, and even this is like, okay, my first thought process, okay, yeah, this is this is awesome, great. We we achieved this goal, we expected to, um, but I know there's going to be a day I'm going to look back and say, hey, you know, twenty and four and a conference championship here at a place where, you know, when we took the job, everyone's like, what? Do, you know, there's no chance. What are you doing? Like this, you know, yeah. I had a lot of folks, quite frankly, that were very against the move in my circle and saying, nah, I don't think you've. Your air can't win there. Yeah. No, that's yeah. what that's what everybody said. You know, can't win there. I had a friend who was was trying to help out uh, your former AD. You know, and they were like, you know, the, the feedback they got from everybody was, you can't win there. And then now here you are winning, and I just wonder if if there was if you took to okay, so then you get to the conference tournament. Now you're champions of the league. You guys are actually leaving the league to go to an even bigger league. Um, 
What went wrong? Yeah, you know, we we ran out of gas a little bit. In reality, it, it was there's a million things you look back, you watch, and you say, "I'd do this a little differently." We, you know, we're a no excuse program. We were our 11th day on the road. Maybe we don't stay on the road that long because you know we we had our final three conference games were road games, and um, it's tricky with COVID, right? Because you don't want to be in airports. You don't want to. Um, go back where we're on spring break here. So we're like, we decided to stay on the road. And uh, by that day 11, I woke up and, and I was tired. And if I'm tired, I know they're tired. And But you can't show that. So we were like, okay, if we can get through this semifinal game, we thought our adrenaline would carry us through the final. It was our mindset. But we knew we had to get through that. We had a taxing quarterfinal game. We were, we were you know, pressing and trying to do all these things that we had kind of saved for the tournament. We didn't show a lot of our press during the year, but we wanted to, we knew it would be good for us in the conference tournament. And then, you know, my, my point guard's cramping, he's out, you know, and then, uh, and we shoot 10 free throws in 45 minutes. Our, our lead guard's just a mini Zion Williamson. And, and he, uh, you know, his hip is killing him. He got, you know, just banged on the floor over and over and he just started hobbling. I'm like, Oh no. I can kind of see, but we had great looks. I mean, we really did. I mean, I think you look back at it and you always beat yourself up. I mean, I can remember every possession without watching film of all those games. And you just say, you know what? We had great looks and the ball didn't go in. And, and, and you know, a Hail Mary three at the end of the clock for them here. And then uh, a loose ball scramble buzzer beater. I mean, you just, you, you, you those things happen. It's the game. That's the game. And that's how it how goes. Do you- how how do you process that? Because you had, and this is like, this is no disrespect to Pat Ewing, but his team finished eighth place in the Big East, right? And they play they play well, uh, you know, a little bit of a, some depleted teams, whatever. But they win the conference. People celebrate Pat Ewing like man, Georgetown. Like whereas, and I'm again, I'm just using it as an example. Yeah. Whereas, sure. whereas, you take over program was terrible. Win six your first year. Win the league twenty and four. And now it's like, well, did they really have a great year? You had an incredible year. How do you process that and share that with the kids? The sense of incredible accomplishment, despite the fact they don't get they don't get the announcement on TV. They don't get to go to the NCAA tournament. That, that's our that's our uh, existence here. You know, we're, we, we've got a small margin for error at these levels. I mean, I, I'm I'm having been at this level now. I got such a high, high respect, um, not only for anyone that's kind of like took on a challenge or, or tried to do a rebuild or whatever. I mean, that's why I respect Coach Kruger just so much more after going through this process because the the rebuild programs is just such a uh, a different energy that it takes. And because um, like those things, like you're like exactly what you're talking about. You're managing a different, it's a different feeling when when you when you're sitting at twenty and three and you're staring at if I lose this game our season's over you know versus say you know you get I remember talking with you know Mark Turgeon he was talking about when going from Wichita State to Texas A and M and you know all, all these coaches that we had great conversations with but like he said he goes a lot of those years we had unbelievable years and you're not getting the tournament there and it was at Texas A and M we knew we were going to be one of six or seven teams that gets in and at the, so at these levels it's just different and your margin for error for coaching is way less i mean i hate this even at high school level i respect high school coaches no shot clock you play against Stu vetter and see what happens if you get down six you might not get the ball back the rest for two quarters 
So <laughs> you, you learn and, 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 uh, it, it's, it's so true. Like, Hey, Hey, I coach little kids now in AAU basketball and you start to learn like, okay, a lot of running clock until the last two minutes. And so if there's a foul fest, if you're winning, there's a foul fest that shortens the game a ton. If you have an inferior okay. team, uh, you don't have to hold the ball. You just guys, a foul just takes forever. Uh, and you know, and you, 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 you learn so you learn so much. Okay. So if you were to give advice to a young coach who's just getting his first head coaching job, what's, what's, what's the best advice you can give them? Know exactly who you are. No, I mean, sit down and figure out exactly who you are as a, as a individual, as a leader, what, what do you stand for? And that's your North star. So when you start getting sideways and start questioning what you're doing, because everyone's going to question what you're doing, no matter what. First, Miss Basket, you're going to be questioning what, what you know. And so you better have your, 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 what you, who you are, sorted out real quick. And, and there's how do you, that. how do you know that if you're a young coach? A lot of times you don't know who you are when you yeah, get that. You're right. you so know, how you, do you? Okay, so who are you? Todd Simon is who? When you say this is who I am toughness i mean you got you're gonna have to be mentally tough like you know we're not we come into this thing with i always use the term of relentless enthusiasm you know you're not gonna knock me off i get it you know the the um i there's more reasons to not succeed particularly with the way i've came through the business than than to succeed so you got you can't listen to any of that stuff and, and controlling your controllables is is such a huge deal like we know we are, if we have confidence in what we do. And, and then at the end of the day, like there's, like I tell our team, if we don't have any reason for nervousness or, or anything like, you know, that's a fear of the unknown, because if you put your preparation in and if you just remind yourself that every day, then there's no reason for, to, to be fearing the unknown. You did everything you possibly could. And, and I think those core values but particularly that the toughness piece, we, we're always going to be an underdog mentality. We're going to find a you know a way to um, just just out tough people mentally or physically. One of the two. It's got to be our way. Last last thing. Okay, you guys are switching leagues, right? Yep. And uh, so it's a it's a higher level of ball. Um, how do you sustain what you're doing at Southern Utah? when you're going into a league that has a little bit higher caliber talent. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's, it's just the belief that, that I have here. You, you can always count what you don't have in terms of resources or ability to do this or that or the other thing. It doesn't matter. That's I tell myself that all the time. Like when they, this happens or that happens or this cut or that cut, it doesn't matter. You have a ball, two buckets, you got, and you better go find a team that's going that's going to fight like crazy, and then you coach them up, and everything else is not even B, C, or D. That's that's X, Y, Z. That's yeah, that's that's way down the list. So we've got to find this, this, this. The answer is always in finding finding great players or guys with great ceiling that will potentially reach their ceiling, and then coaching the absolute mess out of them. And and that's where your answers are. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. This this is the actual last thing. Um, having seen both sides of it, from Finley to now, like you know that what you're talking to on the phone, and now obviously the eval process without anything live for last year is even more difficult. How do you know if the kid has good character? Right. Like you're 
you're at a, you're a little bit off the off the radar there. But you can't have you you can't have one of these kids run around and ruining your name and your program. How do you know you're getting the right character when you have such limited individual interactions with them? Because I mean, you're you're at an out of the way place. Like you cannot have somebody who's gonna you know who's gonna get in trouble. How do you how do you know? And and you're gonna get more out of them. But you, there's a balance, right? You gotta have talent and you gotta have character. And obviously character beats talent and their kid talent has no character, but how do you know? Because some guys are not what they portray themselves to be. Yeah, that's a, that's a phenomenal question. That's what we face all the time. And, and kids have gotten great at mimicking and to say the right things. I mean, and, and, you know, I, I think I, I, that's where I go back to that Finley experience, you know, and seeing how some of the, the chameleon, uh, almost during the recruiting process where they kind of look one way and, but maybe act another or, or it, and, and I think that's, that's for, it's all about fit. I, you know, for us, we're never going to use all of our evals. We, it's not, it's not, it's realistic for, for where we're at uh, to go see a kid seven times and sit down with them and, and get to really know. So we have to be, our relationships have got to, we have to, you know, I tell our staff, we need to lead the nation in relationships. Because right. we need to get the honest truth because everyone's got a guy. Everyone's got a guy for you. But, no. you, but you need to know everything about that. And I need I need the guy to be like, hey, no, no, no. Hey, I know what you're about. This is this is gonna be the issue. Like just cut into me real. Uh and and I and and honestly in the recruiting process, we uh, you know, I give it to kids pretty real. Hey, if you're into the club scene, if you need to do this, if you need to do that, if you need to be doing this at three o'clock on Tuesday. Don't come. Don't come. It's, there's a lot of players out there, but it's not going to work here. And I say that to probably every recruit at some point, like it's not going to work here if you're X, Y, Z. And, and, uh, and most of the time I say, didn't believe me. I'm just telling you, it's not going to work here. And, and I want our guy. And I think you can get as when your players talk to guys, the players can get better intel especially when you get a core group of guys that are about what you're about, you know, they can say, Hey, this is not one of our guys. This isn't one of us. This guy's, this is this, and this, you know, they, they start to identify it. Um, that's very important. I mean, that's as big a thing as we deal with here is to get the right people um, that want to be great. And you just, I mean, a lot of times some guys that make mistakes have a good heart. I can deal with that all day long. So how do you make sure that you have the right character in your guys? The, the, I think the uh, in the evaluation process, one thing you have to these these young men are so good at saying the right things, right? They they watch LeBron. They I've seen it. I've been on the other side, listen to them, almost uh, uh, chameleon like, be able to kind of flip that switch on and tell coaches what they want to hear. And, and and you know, every kid's a gym rat. Everyone's got a guy. Everyone and and, and you know, at that level, probably they are. But college is a different animal. So who's going to change when they get outside, you know, uh, their comfort zone, get to college where freedom is a little bit different. And uh, and so I think you need to find guys that really love the game, love the process. I mean, there's a lot of guys that love it, like playing basketball, but playing basketball and being a division one basketball player are two very different things. Right. As you know. And uh, one, one of the things I, your network is, is so important. You know, when we talk about leading the nation in relationships, because those relationships are going to tell you about a guy, but for us, our evaluations kind of come down. We want to find 
guys that are competitors, you know, guys that are just tenacious competitors. Sometimes that guy that that's throwing a fit and punting the basketball is mad because he's losing, not because he's got any problem. You know what I mean? Like I want some of those guys. Like I don't want guys that be like, oh, gee whiz, well, we lost. Let's go to a movie. That's not, you know, I'm I'm stewing for four days after we lost. You're like, I want guys like that that are still <laughs> salty on Tuesday after a after a Friday loss. Like I'm good with that. Uh you, you know, I want to find guys that can laugh at themselves. We're, you know, we're gonna be a, a enthusiastic program but like you you gotta have if guys that can laugh themselves a little bit are pretty secure i think i think it takes a little bit of um uh security self-confidence to be able to laugh at yourself and, and and so that's another characteristic we look for and and you know lastly you know you, you just look for guys that that you can uh talk to i think it's an underrated underrated thing because i think guys that you can talk to yep. and, and they're engaged and they're yep. asking questions. The guys that ask questions, listen to what you just said. The guys that give you like the, yeah, uh-huh, okay, cool coach. Like that never ask any questions. That That's me. You're like, okay, wait a minute. This guy's not, he's not playing along, yeah. but he, he's not engaged. And the, the, the conversation thing is interesting. Mike Montgomery, my brother was there. He had a, uh, a it, was, it was funny. Um, there was a really talented guard. Let's not name him. He went to another Pac-12 school. He's very, and and Greg was like, we could get him. And he's like, all right, put me, put me on the phone with him. And he had a five-minute conversation with him. And he's like, pass. And Greg's like, I don't think you understand. Like, this kid's a McDonald's All-American. Like, he can really hoop. He's he's like, he, you know, he plays hard. He defends. He competes. He's like, pass. Can't have a conversation with him. If I can't have a conversation with him, how is he going to survive at Cal? How is he going to play for me? And that was his, that was like his first, first safety net as, as a coach, which was, I just don't care about your background. Don't care about anything. Can I have a conversation with you? It's, it's a really, it's an interesting litmus test really is. It is, it is, you know, and, and I want to, I want to, the way you filter through uh, some of these candidates, I want to hear stories. I ask these, I ask these players to tell me a story because it's easy to say, well, I'm a, or, or if I'm talking to a coach and say, hey, this guy's a gym. Give me an example. Give me an example of why this guy helped you win 20 games. Or give me an example. You know, and we don't. It's like, the, it's, like the Gutierrez, it's like the Gutierrez thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, all right. Last thing. You've been great with your time. Okay. Now there's the balance of uh, you've been scratching and clawing just to get a head coaching job. You get one, you build it. Now you got a winner. Okay? How do you balance the sweat equity you have? at Southern Utah, knowing that you're kind of going to have to continue to add on playing better teams, right? Like, I don't know if, if Southern Utah fans understand. It's like when Utah State went to the Mountain West or when, right, like Utah State had won in the Big West and in, uh, in the WAC. Now they get to the Mountain West and they're not winning. Like, hey, the players are all better here and we have WAC-level players. Okay, so how do you balance out that with, Somebody else who says, hey, Todd Simon's a builder, man. And, you know, we're going to give you five, six years to come and build at a different level with a, with a greater paycheck. But then again, you don't have the sweat equity you have with the folks in Southern. Yeah, you know, I, those are bridges you kind of cross when they get there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so where my two feet are. I'm a, I'm a, you know, make the big time where you're at, you know, and that's always kind of uh, 
been my thing. And I've been very upfront with my AD said, let's make this into the next jump. You know, let's do the best we can to, 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 instead of saying, Hey, we got to go from here to X, Y, Z, like let's try to make this the next place. And, and, and I think that's just kind of my focus. And I think everything else, you know, I haven't, I haven't had a resume in my entire career doing this, you know, I yeah. don't have one. Like, it's, yeah, no, if you have, they always, always tell you, you have to send your resume. You have no chance of getting the job. Right. <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, like, look, dude, from a, from newlyweds having 12 teenagers in your house to winning a league championship at a place they said you can't win. They're a pretty wild ride. And you're, we're just like in the very first part of it. No, that's the best part about it. We feel like we're just getting started, you know, and that that's that's our whole deal. I, for me, I, I've been fortunate. I've worked for great people, had great mentors, and uh, you know, I'm continuing to try to collect mentors, try to find more people to talk to, learn from. But I just want to be better at my craft the next game than I was the last game, you know, as a coach. And if I just keep doing that, and our whole program keeps that mentality, we're going to keep getting better. You know, yeah. and keep getting better. Eventually, going to reach your goals. So that's kind of just as simple as it, it sounds. Simple. That's just that's why I wake up in the morning thinking. Hey, man! Uh, congrats on an incredible season. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, my thanks to Coach Simon for joining us. A reminder: you can listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show daily, three to six Eastern, twelve to three Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeart Radio app, or wherever you download podcasts. You can also download the Doug Gottlieb Show. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.